All right. Hello and welcome to the Heavy Pour. My name is Dustin, uh, historian, beer lover, this morning coffee lover, and I am the host of Heavy Pour. Welcome. My name is Skyler. I'm the co-host of Heavy Pour podcast. Um, and I have in front of me a delicious vanilla latte by un- bought and distributed by Underground's Coffee House and Roastery. A local spot here in Buffalo. Good spot. They got some solid food there. And the Old First Ward. Yeah. Go yeah. check them out. That's really good. A little shout out. All right. We'll dig right in. Yeah. So this morning, uh, well, it's a Saturday. We haven't had a chance to record uh, in an evening in a little bit. So we decided why not do a morning uh, recording session. And here we are with our coffees because who wants to drink beer in the morning? Well, I mean, I guess technically it's the afternoon, but still. <laughs> we, ain't at, we ain't at brunch, so. I mean, brunch is for Sundays. Is, oh, see, I haven't done brunch in maybe ever. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. People talk about brunch. I'm like, eh, I'm usually either asleep or at work. So brunch is good though. I like brunch. I like a good brunch. Good uh, mimosa or well, Bloody Mary is like yeah. classic brunch drink. I haven't had a good Bloody Mary in a while. Maybe Maybe next time we should do a where to find a brunch episode. Yeah, brunch episode. Where to find the best Bloody Mary? And then we can. I was actually just going to ask that. Are there Um, any spots that come to mind? um, Meske actually does a really good Bloody Mary. I could see that. Yeah, that place is very, very worldly. They would of course do a good drink like that. I think. Yes, I I can't remember if there's a place over by the zoo. Okay. It's like Park Meadow or something. Oh, yeah, something. Parkview Meadows. Yeah. I could see them doing... I've never been in there. I bl- I remember them having a good Bloody Mary, but... Okay. I Every time I drive past yeah. it, I'm like, that place looks cool. And I still haven't been in, but... Sunday. I'll get there. Go for Sundays. I'll get there eventually. Yeah. My buddy Nick uh, lives right on Russell there, so... Yeah. He, we, he and I have already talked about going, but... It's really... We went the one time. Uh, they should do... They don't do bottomless mimosas, which is strange. Yeah. But brunch, well, anyways. A brunch. <laughs> so we got our coffees, and we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit of the history of coffee, and and uh, um, it's not <clears throat> coffee isn't tied as closely to American history as beer and spirits, um, like what we talked about on the last one. Um, so this one is gonna go a little bit further afield. Uh, the original. Do you know the origins of coffee? Where where it was first cultivated or discovered or I don't. So there's the funny thing is that it's like with wine, it's pretty certain that um, it started in the mountains of northern Greece. Like, and it's pretty like established that that's where the first recorded production yeah. of wine happened. Yeah. With beer, it's nearly 100% agreed upon that it was in Egypt. With coffee, nobody really uh, knows for sure, like exactly where. It came about. There's all sorts of stories that my favorite story is that uh, there was a a sheep farmer in Ethiopia Mm. and he noticed that his sheep and goats were like really peppy after they foraged over this certain area. And so he (laughs) went over there to figure out what the hell is making them energetic. And he found these little purple beans and, you know, he chewed on a couple and he felt invigorated. And those were obviously the coffee beans. Um, but the first documented use of history is... No wonder goats are so crazy. Yeah, right. You know, climbing uh, all over the mountains and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, goats are funny. Also, amazing. This is a little weird tangent here. They are amazingly um, adaptable. Like yeah. goats and sheep are some of the best climbers. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Which I love those videos. The videos on Facebook where it, um, where you just like see them climbing, going up like, a freaking sheer cliff. Yeah. yeah, like for instance, Alex Honnold. Yeah, I just watched a video and he said he was out um, doing a climb. Uh, that he hadn't done before, so he didn't have it scoped out, spotted out, and yeah. um, he got to a point where he sat, he was sitting on a ledge, and he's like, "All right, I could." You would usually rappel down from here, but he was free soloing, so he didn't right. have his gear, so right. he just had to climb another two thousand feet up to get. Oh my god! Yeah, and he followed a goat trail. Yeah, that's and, amazing. Like, yeah. Um, so, anyways, goats are cool, and they're the reason we discovered coffee. So, go goats! Also, shout out Alex Honnold. Yeah. Well done. Congratulations on that uh, documentary. It's riveting. If you guys haven't seen it, Free Solo is amazing. Also, shout out to Jimmy Chin, Mankato, Minnesota native. Yeah. Represent, buddy. Nice work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they won won uh, an award for that, right? Yeah, they they won an Oscar for Best Documentary. Awesome. Yeah. Well done. Um, So, all of this is to say... We're trying to get to the bottom of the origins of coffee. The first historically documented. We'll um, get there. <laughs> I mean, these little tangents are fun. I hope you know. Um, <laughs> so the first historically documented reference to coffee as we know it, you know, being um, dried and then ground in boiling water mm. to make a drink. Dried and then um, re uh, rehydrated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of right. weird, but um, <laughs> was in Yemen in the. 1400s um okay in a city called mocha and Mm -hmm. i happened i didn't know this i'm drinking a mocha right now i literally thought mocha was like just another word for chocolate right nope it's named after a city in a city in yemen and we just decided to add chocolate to it because obviously chocolate is a new world thing so in the 1500s they didn't have chocolate so a mocha back then a coffee from mocha right didn't have chocolate but still kind of cool they just grew the coffee beans with the mocha beans, and they didn't even know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Them, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's it spread through um, the Arab world um, because um, in, uh, Muslims don't drink alcohol. Right. Um, so coffee was a great um, well, there, sort of stand-in. They're accelerant. Sort of stand-in, right. yeah. But it's funny. They, they actually, <clears throat> when coffee was first starting to gain popularity throughout the Muslim world, mm-hmm. um, there were basically two factions like there is with anything and it was like the one faction loved it the other faction was like it's just as bad as alcohol and so they like they battled back and forth for like a hundred years to of course and they finally put it into like into law like coffee is (coughs) is not intoxicating and therefore we can drink it right so then by the uh once the age of expiration really kicked off in the 1500s when the europeans were just sailing everywhere all over the world they obviously encountered coffee in uh in uh, in the ports of like um Jeddah and other Ara- um arabic ports mm. and Medi- Medi- uh, mediterranean mediterranean but no um ports in the near east which we would we now call the middle east but you know, oh, okay, makes yeah. more sense. um anyways so they bring it back to europe and people are just going ape shit over this cuz this is also at a time when uh especially British thinkers in the 1600s mm-hmm. were sick of just tired to death of like Roman and Greek 
quote-unquote knowledge. It was all this received knowledge that they were reading from these dudes who lived 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we need to start thinking for ourselves here. We can't yeah. just take, we can't just assume things are the way they said they were. So they just started tearing down all these assumptions about science and like higher thinking. Yeah. And coffee went hand in hand with that because the Greeks and the Romans didn't know shit. They didn't have coffee. Right. So this was the perfect drink for the Age of Enlightenment because they were like, sweet. See, the the Romans and Greeks didn't have this baller drink. So right. we have it now. So clearly they didn't know everything. Right. So let's continue tearing apart this system that we just took for granted for the last 2,000 years. Right. Yeah. Um, the crazy thing is uh, that I didn't know this. I guess it makes sense with a lot of plants, if not all plants, but you can take a cutting of them. Mm-hmm. Do you know about this? Yeah. You can it's, take a um, cutting of it and it'll grow? Yeah. Uh, fuck. Because I knew I you could do know. it with yeah. like hostas and stuff. You can like yeah. break up a hosta and... Well, you can you can splice it as well. So you can... You're essentially just cutting the the fresh growth off of it. And then if you... You can germinate the bottom of it. So it'll... Of that cutting. It'll root. That's fascinating yeah. to me. So when you think about it, so if you if you look at, have you ever seen like a, a pumpkin plant grow? It's yeah. like a vine. Yeah. It goes uh-huh. along the vine. The vine goes yeah. a main vine, and then you have your your vines. Yep. If you so you know how the the uh, the leaves come up and they go out. Yeah. So they like grow up and then they like plume out over. Right, and they sort of shield the ground. Yeah. If you bury where those those uh the leaves come out of the, the the vine that connection will grow roots into the ground oh. that's how you make actually so the secret i won't tell the whole secret of making a giant pumpkin but one of the secrets of making a giant pumpkin is to cover those all of those or so that you it has more roots from so which it has to draw more water so oh yeah the 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 main part of a pumpkin is how much water it gets so it right. can expand. Right, right. So obviously, yeah. yeah. So and it's that's all plants, though. You know, yeah. The more but water okay, it so gets, the more you know. I didn't know that most plants, I guess, not you could take succulents. a cutting and it mm-hmm. would grow. So this yeah. is this is how they transplanted coffee plants from yeah. uh, the Arabic world into Europe. Is they literally the first ones were stolen. Like yeah. people were like, oh, of course. What is this? drink this is Most amazing can you show me can you sh- people literally were like can you show me like how it grows yeah and they're like oh yeah here you go and some dude would just go in and slice off a, a cutting <laughs> literally take it back in the ship like tending it with water and shit yeah the whole voyage back and um yeah especially when it was first introduced it was such a weird thing yeah that you could give it to the king of france and it was considered like a ridiculously a lavish delicacy. gift yeah it's such a delicacy yeah yeah. Um, so it's like baby shark in Iceland. What? <laughs> they like eating baby shark. It's a delicacy. That's depressing. Yeah. Or a uh, whale or something. I don't know. It's very well. The actually, I don't think it is for the people that live there, but it's a delicacy. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know. Oh That's no, I've heard. heard of this. That's so what I heard. I in, don't know more. In uh, well, I mean, in all sorts of Scandinavian and Nordic cultures, there's mm-hmm. a custom of um uh fermenting fish so yeah. maybe they had like fermented shark fin probably anyways um <laughs> we won't go down that rabbit hole <laughs> yeah um so coffee just started to take off like mad because people mm-hmm. were 
at this point, you know, as we've talked, people were basically perpetually drunk. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Because beer and wine, and granted, they're not they're drinking like two percent beer, right? Not the seven percent IPAs we have, but yes, you drink a gallon of that in a day, you're still gonna get a little drunk, right? Um, and they drank it because it was safer and than the drinking. And the rum. Why is the rum gone? And the rum, um, which we've talked about last episode. <laughs> um, so it's, it's safer to drink because you're boiling the water. Coffee's the same right. way, except you're not getting drunk. So people, especially like um, merchants and people, other people who would we would now call information workers, I guess, like people sure. who are sitting at a desk, not out in the field. Right. Those people obviously need their to use their mind. Information workers. I <laughs> love that. That's true. I mean, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those people need to, need to use their mind uh, mm-hmm. more than their body. Sure. Obviously, being drunk clouds your judgment, and you're not yeah. going to be as good at whatever it is that you do, your accounting, right. accounting or whatever. So those people went crazy over coffee because they started their day like on a high note, like they're getting yeah. they're getting zipped up, ready to go. Yeah. Um. So it it just takes off in that in that world. Um. And this is all happening at the same time as the age of quote-unquote expiration where yeah ships are sailing to the new world they're bringing back new goodies like tomatoes potatoes and chocolate you know yeah but they're also bringing stuff from the old world to the new world including of course coffee right um so there's this the there's this dude his name is ridiculous it's he's french and i'm gonna butcher this pronunciation (laughs) because i know nothing about french uh, I was a Spanish major. I studied German. So, this, yeah. so literally the antithesis of French. I, German and, yeah. yeah. Um, so this guy's Same name was me. Gabriel Matthew de Cleu. I'm sorry for people who are speaking French. Probably de Cleau? Probably, yeah. Probably just screaming at me. Anyways. We'll call him Gabe Inglésius. Gabe, Gabe Matthew. Um, Gabe. So Gabe Matthew. <laughs> uh, so Gabe Matthew. He brings He brings a cutting. Of a coffee plant, straight up steals the coffee plant. Uh, I'm. What, is, what does this book say? He basically stole it because he literally, as soon as he had it, hopped on a ship to the New World. Yeah, he lands in Martinique, which is a little island. I had to look this up. It's a little island in the Lesser Antilles, which oh, is like the south, okay. southeastern Caribbean. Um, it was a French. Okay. It was a French. Uh, Outpost, I guess. Yeah. And this is uh, early 1600s. Yeah. Um, no, late 1600s. So he he plants this literally this one cutting on the island of Martinique, and this dude. Thank is, God okay, it didn't die. So I think mean. think about how crazy <laughs> this is. This dude hopped on a boat for three months with yeah. one cutting of a plant that he had to tend to literally using his own water ration to keep it alive. Oh my God. And, uh, he worked at it for two years before he saw any, um, growth to the point where he could like actually start making coffee. So this dude spent almost three years of insanity taking care of a little (laughs) fucking plant with no, uh, like he had, he wasn't making any money off of it. He wasn't, no, able to do anything with it so like think of how crazy that is that he, he gets on a boat for three months to go to a place that he's never been <laughs> and a lot of people die when they get there yeah with a plant and goes i'm gonna make this a thing oh my god and somehow he did it 
Um, so by by 1730, um, the, those coffee plants that mm-hmm. he um, cultivated from that one cutting, by 1730, they are all over the island of Santa, Santa Domingo and Guadalupe, which are northern north from the Lesser Antilles. They're bigger islands, and they mm-hmm. fucking flourish. They take off there. Mm-hmm. So within 30 years now of him planting this little cutting that he stole and brought across the Atlantic, yeah, um, they were producing so much coffee that the french were like sweet right and so they all of a sudden it just started taking off and now today obviously we know that like right. costa rican yeah. and panamanian coffees are awesome yeah colombian is like yeah that's one of the biggest that's my favorite right Colombian coffee um and it all a lot of those stem from or at least the infrastructure of the knowledge of coffee in the new world all stems from this crazy gabe matthew bringing his one cutting across God the ocean damn you gabe yeah gabe matthew um a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's just wild to me that um, so much of what we take for granted today, like, we, I stopped and got, you know, a vanilla, vanilla latte and a mocha. Yeah. Which are eight to, like, wh- like, let's think about that for a minute. Yours is... The mocha, mm-hmm. which is, I can't remember where it was from. It's in Yemen. Yeah. So that's from Yemen. I have a French or, or a, not French, but a vanilla bean latte. Yeah. So it's. Is vanilla a new world or old world? I can't remember. Vanilla bean. I think vanilla is from uh, um, the Spice Islands. Like. I would assume, yeah. but I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> um, But like, these are two coffees that are worlds away oh yeah <laughs> that, and you can get them at the same place for eight dollars right like it's ridiculous yeah the luxury we have today that we take for granted yeah that legitimately three four hundred years ago you hand one of these off to a king and he, you're like it's literally the best gift he's ever gotten in right. his life like he's like oh my god yeah yeah well not not louis the 16th because he apparently didn't like coffee because he's a douche but then he well he was like you brought me coffee beheaded yeah right <laughs> right <laughs> Those French do like beheading people. Yeah, maybe not so much now, but who was it? Henry the Eighth, Louis the Fourteenth. My, my bad, not the Sixteenth. Right. Henry the Eighth. Yeah, uh, I think he only beheaded two of them, but yeah, he did have six wives. Six, right? Mm-hmm. They all died, though, right? Except for one, or basically. I mean, in, in the end, they all died. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> including him. He Touché. died. He died from syphilis. Well, that dude got around. Yeah. Well, he had six wives. Yeah. Just wives. So like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's the story of the origins of coffee right. in America. Um, kind of remarkable. And then like, yeah. if you fast forward to today, how, cause pretty much since the beginning, since coffee became sort of a staple of society and people still today use it. Like you go to a coffee shop to have a good like engaged chat with somebody, you know, like sure they've been doing that since literally since coffee was devised, uh, you know, there's English um, sailors and explorers who came back to England and went and wrote books about just the fact that there were more coffee houses in, um, for instance, in Mecca, there were more coffee houses in yeah. Mecca than there were pubs in London. Think about that. Wow. That's fucking insane. So that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So since then, since the beginning of coffee, it's mm-hmm. always been, very similar to 
um, alcohol in that it's like a drink you can meet over with friends or with bond over and or like what we're doing like creating stuff together yeah over this beverage that you think about how many people start their day with that as well right and how many people really can't not start their day without it you know yeah well that's another thing good stuff goes hand in hand with uh with addiction sometimes thankfully (laughs) caffeine addiction isn't as brutal as alcohol addiction but yeah it can be i mean it can be in college, I had one of my most ridiculous uh, experiences was my senior year after I had spent the first semester uh, absolutely busting ass to get my senior capstone done. I I did some serious research, wrote a actually really solid paper for a fucking senior in college. Mm. I look at it now, I'm like an idiot, but yeah, at the time, I mean, I got it. It got used as um, like a reference by my professor who's like, here's how you do this. He, nice. he used it. Nice. So I busted ass on it. And yeah, but that came at the expense of my body because I drank so much coffee that when I went home for Christmas break, yeah, I was like, I should probably dial back the coffee. Yeah. And I distinctly remember <laughs> sitting in my mom's basement. Yeah. I was home for a week and a half and I was downstairs leading up to, or maybe just after Christmas, like Christmas celebrations with the family. Yeah. And I just was sitting in the basement with the lights off on the Lazy Boy. Yeah. I straight up did not move for two days because of the caffeine withdrawals. Oh, my My mom legitimately came down and she's like, are you okay? I was like, I don't feel well. Like my stomach. (laughs) And it's because I was drinking so much coffee. Yeah. She had to like bring me food. I slept in this fucking chair. Like it was bad. (laughs) But thankfully I haven't had... A, a caffeine withdrawal that bad since right so well that's good i mean i i don't know i try not to drink too much of anything that will yeah. help like well that i have to depend on right yeah other than water i guess um but even that you can drink too much water that's yeah thing. you can so i would i will also ex- i'll share an experience of mine with uh with coffee it's in college as well <laughs> naturally um, yeah naturally so we had, I went to Fredonia and we had a, like a, a, wait, where'd you go? Fredonia. Okay. Yeah. You, Fredonia, Fredonia people always, I went to Fredonia. Oh, it's Fredonia. always like Fredonia. Fredonia. You don't even like enunciate went it. To Fredonia. Cause like my buddy Kyle at Resurgence, he <laughs> yeah. does the same thing. He's like, yeah, I was at Fredonia. I'm like, what? Yeah. It's Fredonia. Like I went to Fredo- enunciate. Fredonia. Yeah. <laughs> Fredonia music, school of music. Uh, no, I didn't go to the school of music, but probably should have. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no, I went to Fredonia. You got it. And uh, so we had, uh, there was several different options for like meal plan and stuff. Sure. And I did just like the pay as you, not the pay as you go, but you like preload it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll do like. Like a swipe card yeah. type thing. Yeah, okay. And I was like, I'll do like a thousand bucks, right? That should yep. get me through the semester, you know? For food? For like food, drinks. You know, at, on that cam- doesn't seem like a lot for a semester. On campus purchases. Well, I was living off campus. Oh, so I, okay. I was like, so you were buying food, actually. Grow- I was okay, like, okay gotcha. when I'm on camp, you know. Yeah, that'd be plenty. Spend it all on coffee. What? Yeah. Thousand dollars. Well, I guess. I mean, coffees are expensive. I I was really addicted to uh, caramel macchiatos. I don't think I've ever had one of those. It's really good. What is a macchiato? Um, it's basically mostly milk with mm. an espresso shot and caramel. It's super fucking good. Okay. That's why I go for a vanilla latte now, because that thing will just fucking, that'll make you go. So I'm just going to 
Let's see here. That's uh, like five. Yeah, it's like 200 coffees. So that's not bad, but Two, like. Dude, that's 200 days. How long is a semester? Not that. No, a semester's <laughs> like. It's like 90 days. So that's three fucking coffees a day. Yep. Hot damn. Yeah, so, and like. And that's just on campus, not to mention the other coffee you had probably walking Correct. to school or, or whatever. Driving. I probably made my own coffee. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's, I, that's easily three to four coffees a day then. Yes. Which is probably what I was running on. But Yeah. Well, and like I, I, I would imagine I got some food as well. But like I guess it was like six to $700 in coffee. But I like looked back at that and I was like, okay, I need to chill. Yeah. Like I need to not drink yeah. so much coffee. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was pretty nuts. <laughs> But um, I never had never had withdrawal. Well, no, I don't think so. This one was also, I think mine was stimulated by the the pain I was feeling was stimulated by the fact that I had just pulled uh, two separate situ- um, sessions where me and my buddy Tom Gallagher, shout out buddy, <laughs> keep keep strong there in Apple Valley, Minnesota. He's teaching he's teaching history now down. In, he's doing the Lord's work. Uh yes, he is. Um, <laughs> but he and I um. He was two years, so he was a sophomore when I was a senior, and yeah. he was working on some big project too. So, in the span of just before Christmas, in the span of um, one week, we pulled. No, it was like in the span of ten days, we pulled two um, all-nighters in which we both stayed up more than forty hours straight. Yeah, that's crazy. So I think that was like that's when hallucination kicks in. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> he almost cut his finger off trying to open a Mountain Dew bottle. Yeah, like it was bad. Oh, Jesus. so. Well, then we, you know, we're like, we should probably just, you know, be go to, normal and go to bed sleep. for a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I think that added to the pain of the withdrawal was that I also was just so sleep deprived that my yeah. body was like, fuck you. I'm shutting down. You're not moving. Yeah. No, but, that's fair. Um, so I think uh, I think that those are some very modern instances of our uh, connection with coffee. But I mean, even in back you know in the 1700s they were noticing things like that mm. um well yeah between that and all the uh all the rum they were drinking dude they were know? perpetually drunk i can't i cannot <laughs> I can't state this enough <laughs> like it's they were it, honestly if unless they were like teetotalers who didn't drink alcohol and somehow like yeah. they boiled their water and, and or they lived in a place where the water was clean enough that they didn't have to drink alcohol because that was yeah. a big part of it was that like I said, you boil the water yeah. to to kill off any contagions. Right. Um, so it was very few people who weren't drinking. So pretty much, and that's actually one reason that um, historians think you can cite the age of reason, the the, the enlightenment. Yeah. You can cite coffee as a jumpstart for like thought in the western world because they weren't fucking drunk all the time right so they could actually focus write shit down they didn't just go to the pub and like oh man this is a great idea how many times have we done that yeah we're like that's such a great idea and we never write it down and then it's gone but with coffee they were like okay let's do this methodically let's put this in a list yeah let's categorize it and catalog it and teach it yeah so like oh absolutely there's this really interesting idea of like this caffeinated beverage helped spark like the largest increase in uh like intellectual thought yeah you know since the since the documentation Greeks. and category cataloging yeah yeah which is kind of cool that is cool the fact that like they came out of this 
drunken stupor of like the it would have been like the probably from like Roman times all the way up to uh, like the 1500s. Basically, yeah. humans for for 1500 years were just drunk <laughs> the whole time. And finally, they started drinking coffee, and they're like, "Maybe we should dial back the booze, guys." Yeah, <laughs> not they, that they didn't no. at all. They continued to be drunk. Like, then they just, but they were just like caffeinated and drunk. Well, they were caffeinated in the morning, and then they got drunk at night, kind of like yeah. we do now. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, at least we were productive half the time. So half the time is better than none of the time. Yeah, but it's a good point. Yeah. So, and I mean, we went from that, right? We went from uh, a dude stealing a cutting of a plant that was already stolen from a different cutting of a plant right and he planted that on an island in the caribbean too now we've got you could literally for instance on uh elmwood in elmwood village yeah you could you could pull over to the side of the road park your car walk a block in any direction and probably hit at least one coffee shop yep in each direction absolutely yep like it's it's so coffee is just so pervasive and it's so stimulating actually yeah and it's also a massive source of obviously it's a source a huge source of revenue for the people who run and own these coffee shops and groceries but it's also a huge source of employment just for people who just either love coffee or just need somewhere to work yeah you were looking up uh, info about spot coffee earlier and yeah. um, said that in 2002 when they opened they only had four stores but they had 180 employees that That's was a- well they didn't they opened that was when they um that was when they hit their their peak, I think, was 2002. So they actually opened in, in uh, 1995. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, that's what I mean. In 2002, right. they had 180 employees. That's yeah. a lot of people and employed at four stores. Four stores, yeah. So like... Oh, that's a that's a ton. That's a lot of yeah. people. Granted, a lot of them are probably part-timers or blah, 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 blah. But like, yeah, it's but you, awesome that coffee can be like, such a source shit. of livelihood for so many people. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Well, and you think... So going back to that, I think... Let's just. What I think is so fabulous about coffee is how many different renditions you can have on coffee. So, like, obviously, we're in Buffalo. I just like to think about let's let's list off. I think uh, all the different like local coffee shops that we have. So, like, we have. Well, we can start with Undergrounds. That's yeah, like, we're drinking the Undergrounds Roastery. They're yeah. they're they. That's their only location, right? Only location. Yep, it's it's a dope yeah. spot though. They yeah. do great food. If you need to go write a paper or yeah, it's you should check it well, out. It's cool. Do you know why it's called Underground? Yeah, I think you told me this. Yep it it was it's in an old funeral home. Oh yeah, it's a mortuary. It's so it's like mortuary. Undertaker's yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. So it's very. It has a a sugar skull on the la- which lo- I label, think is which great is great branding. Yeah, that's great. awesome. Um, local local people own it. Yeah. Um, and it's locally operated. They're, yep. You know, it's a it's a great little coffee shop. It is. And then so there's and then there's spot obviously course, and there's like you have spot ten or fifteen locations. Well, and that's more so it's a little more chainy, but they're a little more chain. Well, they're more they're national now. Apparently, they so we'll, oh yeah, they're in Ro- there's one in Rochester. We'll, we'll talk about the history a little bit for that. So I think it was her husband was Mike. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Mike and Sally Morin created it in 1995. Um, after they were done like traveling and all their their things, um. Apparently in 2004, which is like, this is crazy too. So in 2004, they defaulted on all their loans. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of like, they didn't, I thought they sold it. But they just like pieced out? They just defaulted and they were like, all right, well, peace. They went back to their... I don't know where they are now, but... Nomadic ways, probably. <laughs> their nomadic ways, <laughs> right, right. 
Uh, and then it was taken over by a, a company, uh, Inomark, which is a private equity company which, from Ontario. That seems weird, an equity company owning a coffee shop. I don't think it's weird at all. I think that, well, or this is my, I don't really know. So I think they either took it over because, think about it, they have four locations. They're making money. The only reason that they they failed is because they had so many loans out. Probably oh. to probably to take over the locations and pay for all the more. They were uh, like, "Fuck yeah. it, we'll just take over the." They and took start over running they, the coffee shop. They bought probably all the loans bought out the for, debt. Yeah, for what pennies on the dollar. Yeah, and then they're like, "Okay, we're going to run these coffee shops and to make and we will change what they're doing." So we'll change all the margins. We'll change all the right, everything right. that goes into it. We'll change the look of everything, or not look. They look the same, but yeah. you know, they'll standardize ch- it a bit and make it a little more write a business plan, probably. More, yeah, <laughs> um, you probably then, don't just yeah. have high hippies. Well, if you think about slinging it, slinging coffee across the counter, yeah. like we said earlier, 118 employees for four stores is a little. That excessive. seems a little bloated. Yeah, yeah. So they probably cut that in half. Yeah, and then they, because you think a private equity equity company. They're making a dollar. They have no. They're not. They're not spending a lot of their time to run those. Mm. That one dollar they're making is going back into the equity company. You know. All oh, right. So yeah. anything above zero that they're making is is profit. <laughs> um. So I think that's the only reason that we have it, which is which is crazy. You know. That's a good little spot. I mean, there. I like it because we talked about <laughs> spot. <laughs> we talked about how it's like you walk into one. And they all feel a little different, but they yeah. all feel sort of the same too. They all have the only downside feel. is that you can't go. And this is kind of like Tim Hortons too. I found that you can't go into one and know exactly like that it's going to be the same as this other one. So you like yeah. it's funny that you find your favorite of the spot coffees. Like I yeah. like the one on Hurdle, and I like there's one out in Williamsville that's pretty solid. Yep, I think my favorite one is the one on Hurdle. Um, Elmwood's pretty good, and then Chippewa is good as well yeah. you know it's uh but i mean there's a couple other locations not to be but named it's also, that are kind of trash pandas like, <laughs> there's also some uh i guess it's the people that work there though you yeah know, it's, it's, that's what it is that's it's all, all about, really how you train your employees and, and yeah. the standard that you keep everything up to yeah. um another coffee shop on hurdle that i really like uh roots cafe oh yeah they do like a little higher end stuff. Yeah, it's uh well they're they're more this, like vegan, gluten free, you know, friendly. Roots actually makes me think of when I go in there, it makes me think of the age of and of the enlightenment, the age of reason because yeah. it was these like very um you know the the china that mm-hmm. uh was like really thin, yeah. really uh fine sort it's, of uh it's more decor, elegant, 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 it's elegant yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's the kind of top coffee shop that I think of when I think of yeah. the Age of Reason is like um, a place like Roots. Yeah, it's and they do really good coffee. Like their yeah. their espresso is dope as fuck. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, and they're and they, I think it's the thought that you put into it, you know, because like, and that's exactly it. Yeah, you think about these. You know, we have a couple other coffee spots that come to mind that are more. Uh, like locally owned, a little more thoughts put into it. Uh, for me, uh, I think about let's see which which other ones. Daily Planet's great. Daily Planet is really great. That's another hurdle. That's more of a uh, sort of a generalist spot. They don't like Roots specializes in just coffee and tea. Yes. They have beer and wine now, but they don't really yeah. do food. They don't do. Food. They, they literally like, they 
it's coffee. pastries, but yeah. like nothing that you cook. Which but like is, coffee yeah. and tea, tea as well, right? I don't think they have. Well, they might do tea. They okay, do but, kombucha. Okay, from Snoyal, which is another but, local brand. Oh, yeah. pretty dope. Nice. Um, yeah. But roots coffee is their full on focus. But yeah. yeah, Daily Planet and Spot especially are more generalist. Like actually, Spot is probably a restaurant. More than anything, it's not really. A it's coffee a shop it's a cafe. Point. Yeah, you know, so you you think of it as you're gonna go there, you can get breakfast, lunch, and coffee, which is how it would have been in these these coffee houses back in the yeah. day too. Um, actually, one of my one of the coolest places that I've been in in the last ten years yeah. was uh, I lived in Vienna for six months in really 2010. Yeah, I studied oh, cool. abroad there. That's dope. Um, amazing city by the way if you ever get a chance to visit holy shit it's beautiful i don't think i've been to vienna it's awesome um but anyways vienna was and is still known as like a center of thought in yeah. central and eastern europe yeah like was basically the center of the european world during like the 1600s yeah. 1700s because it's crazy no sorry later 1800s Mozart yeah. and Beethoven were both there. Of course. That all, all, anything you think of like operas, mm-hmm. it all happened in Vienna first. It did. Um, but move a little bit further on, somebody like Sigmund Freud. Yeah. He's meeting people at coffee houses in Vienna to talk about his crazy fucking theories that <laughs> they're all debunked now. But yeah. wow. um, so there's these amazing, there's an amazing coffee culture in Vienna. And one of the places is... Um, can't remember the name, but it's right in the city center, um, right next to the Imperial Palace, the Hofburg. Okay, yeah. Um, and all the buildings around there, because you're next to the Imperial Palace, you got to up your game. Yeah. So this coffee house, you walk in, and it is, it's fucking black marble floor with oh, nice. um, white marble counters with gilt and gold leaf, um, like chandelier lighting, and the tables nice. are all like... Um, Really delicate, like um, lavish um, wood furniture that looks nice, like, um, exotic, you know? Yeah. And this one coffee shop throughout its history has been the place where Freud wrote. It's been the place where um, Gustav Klimt, the artist, okay. the painter, yeah, where he and Egon Schiele got together and bounced ideas off of each other. Oh, cool. Um, it's been the place where um, Franz Kafka wrote Metamorphosis parts of it there nice. like and this is all this one coffee shop like yeah, right so it's a it's just fucking cool that i got to be there but b it's remarkable that it's just a coffee shop it's a cop that's all <laughs> honestly they did yeah. they did some food it was yeah. like a roots just on steroids in terms of like elegance and decor yeah that's amazing yeah well, well and you think too we have I, what comes to mind too in, in buffalo like that you know it's like we have uh um Sweetness Seven on Grant Street. It's been there forever. Oh, that's that's very. That was one that came up on my uh, my Google today. That I was yeah. like, where should I go? I had never been there, so I was like, avoid. It's it's a little more pricey because they've been there forever. They have kind Whatever. of a, a I mean, cult following, yeah, which is great. Like I'm I'm all for success. Uh, and it's it's a nice little joint. Like you can get a you know they're gonna get a good latte mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, oh, another one in Buffalo, Public Espresso is is flourished. They're, I've never had them. They're they're good. Hmm. Yeah, they're um, 
local South Buffalo guys. Um, he's he actually just opened up another one on Seneca Street. Sweet. Um, he's in the Hotel Lafayette downtown. Oh um, yeah, it's super good. I've it's, been there. Yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, really. I, and their branding is the same as Roots. You know, it's it's or similar. Excuse me. Where it's like a little more like modern. They do a little like, more. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, kind of. Uh, they know what the a hipster long... lifestyle, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of like streamlined, but also very sleek and very, yeah, uh, very nice as well. And they know, like, you can walk in and order a long black and a cortado, and they know the difference. Yes, type thing, like, yeah, yeah, they're very no, they have good knowledge of, uh, right. of all of the uh, the differences. Um, another one that I, which one is it? Um, it's right by Seven Points and on the west side. Uh, what is it? Mm. I'm gonna look it up because they deserve a shout out because they are. It's one of my favorite places to go because it's such a cool building. Um, I uh, I go there. You should go there if you haven't been there yet. Once I all right. find out where it is. So what's uh, while you're looking that up? What's cool about all of this is that yeah, we're we're sort of talking up our local coffee shops. Well, a this this goes to show like you can have uh, market share at all these different places, and there's even just between the two of us. There's, right. There's there's room for all for us to go to all of them. Maybe not daily, but right. But like, if you're like, oh, I want to go somewhere, I haven't. Oh, it's called Remedy House. Oh yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, super cool. Uh, it's on a corner, so it's on it's a five corners. So okay, it it's like a cool cor- a corner building cool with geographic all glass. It's super space. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. Um, also Perks comes to mind. Yeah, um, I just had Perks the other day. It was real good. Yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, what. What were you gonna say? Sorry, um, I, oh, I was just saying that. Um, uh, it, it's it's amazing that coffee now has gotten to a point where the little differentiations between a Starbucks and like you you know it used to be where there was a Starbucks and a Tim Hortons. Yeah. And now there's I mean they're on the opposite end ends of the spectrum I would say in terms of their coffee their care for the coffee and knowledge. Yeah. And so now you've got all of these other places coming in to fill the gaps between those two, frankly, very disparate um, approaches to coffee. And all these places are flourishing. And yeah. I think it just goes to show that, you know, from the point when humans, uh, oh, that is a sweet, that's sweet, sweet building. Yeah. Rhode Island, Utica, Brayton. That's a cool. Uh... Anyways. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So. It just, uh, it's cool that, I mean, now in the modern era that we've got so many options for coffee to the point where I think a lot of people just take coffee for granted. Sure. A lot of coffee drinkers do anyways. People do. Um, but it also shows that when they were uh, discovering and perfecting coffee back in the 15, 1600s mm-hmm. and then spreading it to, you know, first to Europe from uh, the Arab world and mm-hmm. then to the new world from Europe, uh, that coffee helps generate so much human thought, ingenuity, creativity for, for God's sake. It's the reason we're here right now. Right. Yeah. You and I literally right now are talking and creating this podcast because of coffee. Yeah. This particular absolutely. one, the other absolutely. ones have been, the other ones have beer, been beer and, and rum. Yeah. But and, you think about, but uh, yeah, no, absolutely. So it's, I don't know. That that's just sort of like a uh, bigger picture sort of way that I look at 
these little things like a cup of coffee. Yeah. My brain, and this is the historian in me, my brain goes to how is it connected? What's the context? What's the big picture? Right. And so now, honestly, every time I drink a mocha now that I learned that You'll it's named of, after that Yemeni yeah. city. Yeah. Now I'll think of Yemen, which is in a bad place right now, unfortunately. But yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just crazy how much one little bean has changed so much about the world and about humans. Right. Like it's straight up made us think better. Coffee don't made us be smarter. Like, all <laughs> right. <laughs> honestly though, it yeah. took us out of that drunken haze. <laughs> Started thinking and writing and, yeah. and actually, you know, we it's remarkable. we wouldn't be where we are without coffee. Nope. And the Which, theft behind it. You right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Just goes to show when you when you see something good, steal it. Exactly. I mean, don't do that, but people did that. And still do it. People I still guess. do it. It's um, more of ideas now though. I yeah. Feel like yeah. ideas are stolen or or uh <laughs> reused or or expanded upon or Yeah. However you want to talk however you want to say it, you know, it's right. You know, As long I mean there's one side of that is like Everything humans have done is just building off of what past humans have done. You could say that's mm-hmm. sort of stealing or reusing ideas or, yeah. or, but there definitely is a difference between full on theft, which is harmful to the person from whom you are stealing. Right. And that, yeah, that the harm is the difference between theft and like, uh, thoughtful reuse or something like that. Sure. But, sure. um, yeah, which is, I think. It's just, I don't know. Maybe that's my brain trying to, uh, like, paint a nice, like, overtone of, of this whole episode. But, like, <laughs> it it is kind of cool and crazy that one little bean has done so much for yeah for uh, humans. So, yeah. That's true. Hmm. Well, I think on that up, nope. Maybe we end... Uh... Yeah, that and, I think this one. I think that'll call it. Shout out to uh, Gabe Matthew. Thanks for bringing, <laughs> thanks for bringing coffee to the new world. You crazy French bastard. Thanks, little baby. <laughs> Anyways, thanks so much for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Uh, I've been Dustin. I've been Skyler, and uh, we'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. The Heavy Pour is researched and written by Dustin Barton, recorded and produced by Skylar Carroll, and edited by us both. Check us out at The Heavy Pour Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, or at our website, theheavypourpodcast.com. There, you can also find any citations or corrections we have made. Our intro and theme music were written by Skylar, with photos by ourselves, as well as Kaylee Kirkpatrick. Thanks so much for listening.